This is Larry Weissin, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Real excited today. I've got somebody on that does a lot of hunting from New Mexico and Colorado, but is also a fellow Michigander. I've got Chris Gakima on, who runs Compass West Outfitters. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing really good, man. I appreciate you coming on. I, I've been watching your uh, your website and looking at the photos out there, and I saw the hunting that you were able to do with Dan Catlin for the late season elk. Uh, it was just an amazing animal. Oh, it's... New Mexico's got some great opportunities for people looking for elk, you know, with longer private land seasons and premium high quality draws. I mean, it's a hunting paradise. So you've been an outfitter for how many years now? I started guiding full time in 1992. And then I moved down into New Mexico from Montana to essentially start and operate my own business down here. And that was in 1997. So I guess I've been a full-time outfitter and guide in New Mexico since 1997. And you specialize just in New Mexico and Colorado? Yeah, at this point, those are the two main areas. I mean, we'll go outside New Mexico and Colorado on request and work with... uh, other people in other states. I've got, you know, buddy outfitters in Arizona and I've got outfitters in Nevada that we work with. We're all operate as a guide. If I have good clients that have drawn special tags and they want me to tag along. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, going in and I'm starting to learn about all the opportunities that are available in New Mexico to hunt and you don't really think about it. It's just a fantastic thing, paradise for anybody. Oh, for sure. I mean, aside from incredible elk and mule deer, you know, we've got one of the cooler lineups of exotics. You know, we have Oryx or Gimsbuck that were released on the White Sands Missile Range in the late 60s. And then we also have Bezor Ibex that were released in the Florida Mountains on the Mexican border uh, as well in the late 1960s. And Barbary Sheep or Audad, you know, they're the southern three quarters of the state. There's Barbary sheep kind of here and there all over now the ibex and the gemsbach those are a once in a lifetime draw correct the oryx hunts are are all once in a lifetime on white sands missile base ibex hunts with a rifle are once in a lifetime but there's a lot of people that if you draw the muzzle loader or the archery hunts you can continue to put in for those hunts and it's it's not a once in a lifetime tag oh fantastic so you can you can try to go back over and over to to finally tag out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Ibex, it usually takes a couple shots with archery equipment for sure. And then, you know, the muzzleloader hunts and the rifle hunts, they're pretty much 100%. But, you know, the archery hunt is arguably probably the hardest hunt in North America. Oh, I would think so. With a bow. From what I've heard, those Florida mountains are some of the the hardest terrain you can get up in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's rough country. It's all real loose, little tiny rock with 
concrete dirt. Everything on the surface of the dirt rolls under your feet. You know, you, you spend all day kind of on pins and needles because every step you take, you're waiting for your feet to shoot out from under you. Yeah, that can't, definitely can't be fun. So no. You have a great website. I, I'm going through. You actually have two of them at this moment. You have compasswestoutfitters.com and you have 200inches.com. Now, when I'm looking at this Compass West Outfitters, it looks like if I'm coming in from any other state, not only can I book a hunt with you, but you're going to give me the ability to look at either guaranteed tags or help me navigate the New Mexico Parks and Wildlife Department's website to put in for drawings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way it works in New Mexico is it's a pure lottery system. It's the only pure lottery in the West. What that means is unlike states like Colorado, where they have a, a, a true preference point system, or states like Nevada and Montana, where they take, you get a point for every year that you apply unsuccessfully, or states like Arizona, where every year you're unsuccessful, they put your name in the hat an extra time. New Mexico, everyone's on the same level playing field every year, no matter what you apply for. It's an intimidating thing for guys, especially that are getting into this, to look at all the different states and all the different rules. So we just try to make it one-stop shopping in New Mexico. And it's just as easy for me to log in, create you an account, and get you an application put in in the outfitter pool, which is for the 10% of the tags for any given hunt in the state. And, you know, we just try to take care of you that way. Oh, really makes it nice for somebody coming in from out of state to, I guess, be able to work with you. And you're really going to take them by the hand and lead them to save them a lot of time of putting in for potentially bad units or or wasting time when there's as you said a, a li- there's not a preference point pool where you can flip around and learn from your mistakes so to speak right and you know in new mexico you have pretty much two ways to look at the, the tags you have opportunity units and you have trophy you know pretty much the southern half of the state the gila the sacramentos or the lincoln national forest you know those two areas you're pretty much dealing with true trophy potential where on any given day you're in the field you could see and hunt and kill a 350 or better bull you go to the northern part of the state and those are more opportunity hunts where yeah there's some 320 330 and bigger bulls for sure but for the most part with the exception of some incredibly well-managed large private ranches most of the northern part of the state is an opportunity hunt you've got 20 30 40 percent draw odds and smaller bulls as a general rule interesting is that just because you've got a larger population of hunters up in that area Uh, In New Mexico, you've got a migration influx from Colorado that comes in there, as well as just a herd that's more so managed for opportunity rather than trophy potential. You know, the state, in my opinion, the state's not really looking to manage the northern tier of New Mexico for, you know, age class bulls. Whereas in the Gila and in the Sacramentos or the Lincoln, I do believe the state kind of tries a little harder to achieve, you know, that five to eight year old age class on the bulls that are being taken. Okay. So they want to keep that as a known, nationally known or world known trophy area. Right. So, yeah. So the way that works for us is if you're looking at coming hunting for trophy bulls, and most guys look at New Mexico as a once in a lifetime sort of trophy opportunity, although you could draw years in a row. The way it works is guys come to us and there's an outfitter contract that we have to have in place. Once we've gotten that taken care of, then we'll just put you in for three units or three areas or weapons. It doesn't matter. In New Mexico, you can apply for an archery, a muzzleloader, and a rifle hunt all on the same application. We'll put you in for three trophy 
areas that we agree on and we'll just do all the work for you. It's just as easy for us to go ahead and try to help you out. Then if you're unsuccessful in the draw, then what we have in New Mexico that's kind of unique is we have landowner vouchers. You know, that's where New Mexico really sets itself apart from some other states where the state kind of compensates the ranchers and private land owners for damage defenses and everything else by wildlife by offering landowner vouchers. So you can, if unsuccessful in the drawing in New Mexico, you can go ahead and buy a voucher for almost any specific unit you want. Oh, fantastic. And obviously the more the trophy unit the higher the tag cost is going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a huge fluctuation. You know, uh, there's some stuff up in northern New Mexico where landowner tags sell for, you know, 1000 to $2,000. And then you go down into the Gila and the tags in the Gila, like in unit 15 can sell anywhere from 65 to 7,500, uh, you know, 16A and 16D because there's so few licenses in there. You know, you're looking at twelve grand or more. And then you go over in places like the Lincoln and you're looking at, you know, 55 to 7,000 on average for tags. But that's the area you're going to pull a big, big bull out of most likely. Yeah. I mean, your potential is there, you know, I mean, guided hunts in New Mexico really set the bar for people's experiences. You know, I mean, my camps are full of guys that have been on other hunts in other states. And, you know, some of them have not seen elk before. Some of them have, you know, seen cows or raghorns or something like that. And, you know, we always kind of joke with guys when we get them in camp like that, where the guide's going to hold their bullets until it's time because <laughs> we don't want them shooting the first bull they see because we want them to get that, you know, upper age class bull as bad as they do. Yeah, they get all excited. Oh, for sure. With all these different areas in New Mexico and even in Colorado, you can really help somebody tailor a, a mule deer hunt or an elk hunt to just about any budget that works for them. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, if guys have a higher disposable income, obviously the landowner tags come into play a lot more often. You know, for, for your average guy that's looking to go out there and have a... I, I love telling people that if you're looking for that life-altering experience in the woods, a rut hunt in New Mexico is going to do it. You know, guys are crazy for $13 application fee. They're crazy not to apply in New Mexico every single year because by April 26, you know if you drew or not. And if you didn't, then you can go to plan B. You can look at Colorado over the counter. You can look at Idaho. There's a lot of other stuff you can do. Okay, so it gives you a, a real head, a leg up by the way that New Mexico structured their draw system. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, it's early enough in the year to make another plan. And, you know, it's just, I mean, for 13 bucks at a world-class hunt, man, it's absolutely the best bargain in elk hunting. Neat. Now, tell me about the sheep hunting that you do. We guide sheep throughout the state of New Mexico. The tags are extremely difficult to get. You know, we specialize in a few areas and we always work with clients to try to put them in for the areas that, that we like the best. You know, the draws on sheep anywhere in the West are, are painful, but you know, New Mexico is no different. The only difference here is in New Mexico, you can apply for both Rocky Mountain and desert in the same year on the same application. So you could put like a Rocky Mountain sheep tag as your first choice and a desert as your second and go from there. Theoretically, that's not a once in a lifetime opportunity. You could potentially get drawn several times. Well, you could get drawn several times on Rocky Mountain and desert, but that would be the end of it. Once in New Mexico, once you've drawn a Rocky tag or a desert tag, you are ineligible for that species from then on. 
Oh, okay. So, so yes, our New Mexico sheep tags are all one, truly once in a lifetime. Well, I guess that you certainly then hope to be successful because once you're drawn, that's Oh, it. yeah, for sure. The The success rates on those hunts in New Mexico are, you know, right around 100%. I mean, you can look at the odds and, you know, I would say usually if there's the occasional, you know, guy that zipped either didn't hunt or got in over his head with the physicality of a specific unit. You know, I mean, we specialize in stuff and tailor the choices to the client's needs. You know, I've got some guys that are, you know, they're ready to throw an 80 pound pack on their back and go back country for a week. And then I've got other guys that, you know, need a little bit easier hunt. And New Mexico has a lot of choices where you can kind of tailor that. Well, speaking of the choices, one thing I discovered, and, and this is what I think is so neat about New Mexico, is I am considered handicapped. I'm mobility impaired. And so for somebody like myself, I can go to work with a guide like you and New Mexico is just very liberal from what I understand as far as accommodating me so that I can continue to hunt. Uh, Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. New Mexico has a great mobility impaired program where kind of like getting a handicap placard in your state, if you go in and with the state of New Mexico, register yourself as mobility impaired and your doctor signs off, you're able to apply for special hunts. New Mexico has several hunts for elk that are in the rut with a rifle where you can draw those tags and your draws actually in comparison to the rest of the hunts are pretty good. They have mobility impaired mule deer hunts as well as antelope and oryx and there's really special seasons that offer a great opportunity at trophy animals. And that's what I, I think is so amazing is I'm not going to be put into a pool to do an early or late season hunt only. It's There's potential for right in the middle of the rut uh, for me to to experience that as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's there's three hunts in New Mexico, one in the Lincoln National Forest in Unit 34, and then there's one in 16A and 16D. And arguably those are probably the three best elk units in the state in my opinion and you know those are units where you can go in there as a mobility impaired hunter with a rifle get first crack at them fantastic sold we're gonna have to talk later i think uh i think i'm gonna come over to do an elk hunt one of these years at least i'm gonna start putting oh there you go and for well your odds of draw go up substantially once you start to apply (laughs) exactly uh so once you are are listed, from what I see, I can walk very limited distances and theoretically has to be fairly flat ground, which means my my chances of ever going Ibex hunting are, are slim to none. For the elk, if I understand right, I can actually ride in the vehicles until we spot an animal and then put a short stalk on it. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, depending on your, your mobility. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. You can also in New Mexico, you can also shoot from the vehicles. If you're certified mobility impaired, we've had a, we had a guy two years ago that was wheelchair bound. And then five years ago, we had a guy that was completely wheelchair bound, like couldn't move from the chest down, but he was able to fire a gun. So he had a special uh, shooting bracket that he put on the top of the window and he was able to shoot from the vehicle and take his elk that way. Oh, fantastic. What a forward-thinking process to make sure that everybody, uh, regardless of ability, has a chance at getting out there and enjoying everything that New Mexico has to offer. It's one of the best programs I've heard across the country. Uh, And I'm sure other states have similar programs, but I'm just becoming more familiar with New Mexico's, and I think it's a great, great opportunity. Yeah, for handicap hunters, it's super, you know, and then New Mexico takes it another step further for hunting ability. And 
you know, they've got one of the best youth hunting programs in the country. I mean, there's special youth only seasons for Ibex, Oryx, elk, mule deer. And then the most incredible one is New Mexico has a Rocky mountain bighorn and a desert bighorn tag that are for youth only hunters and kids odds are, you know, five or six times better than my odds of ever drawing one of those tags. So what an awesome experience would it be to be a kid and draw once in a while or a to draw a bighorn sheep tag when you were, you know, under 18. Wouldn't it? You'd be ruined for the rest of your life. Quite possibly. <laughs> you know, to, to have that kind of chance, it's really the, that forward thinking of the New Mexico Parks and Wildlife Department and everybody involved to the efficient management of the resources that, that all those various people are considered for the outdoors. They're taking care of the future hunters. They're taking care of the current hunters. And they're taking care of the hunters that have any type of mobility issues. I think that's really should be applauded. Oh, for sure. New Mexico's great in that. You know, I mean, just just those hunts right there. I mean, it's it's an awesome it's awesome to know that you've got the ability to do those hunts here. And how is uh, for somebody that's mobility impaired? Is there ever a chance of taking a bighorn? I mean, depending on depending on the person's ability to get around. You know, the rocky hunts are going to be pretty tough. You know, I mean, you could, if you're able to ride horses, you know, then you could definitely do a little bit more stuff. Like the Pecos is probably the gentlest of the bighorn hunts that we have. The Latir and Wheeler Peak are both, you know, they're really rough. But, you know, the Pecos, if you can walk on relatively flat ground and ride a horse, you, you could probably get yourself a sheep in there if you were able to draw the tag. Oh, fantastic. So it really gives everybody a lot of opportunities. For sure. And now you as uh, as now you own Compass West Outfitters, but you do a lot of outfitting yourself, do you not? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still in the field for most of the fall. I start hunting and, you know, hopefully in mid-August on sheep and running trail cameras and everything else. And then we hunt right through, well, I hunt through the middle part of January and then I start a little bit with a few sports shows, and then we continue to hunt right on through parts of February with Barbary Sheep. What shows, speaking of those, what shows would people uh, most likely run into you at? You know, I've been, the last couple of years, I've trimmed it down quite a bit, but all I've really been doing the last few years is I've been doing the Hunting Time Expo in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I've for several years done Harrisburg in Pennsylvania at the Great American Outdoor Show. Oh, fantastic. And... I've never been to the Harrisburg show. Do you like that one? Man, it's long. It's <laughs> it's nine days. You know, it, it really, it's really, in my opinion, too long. I get the basis for it. I mean, there's, I think one time I was told there's like eight and a half million people within three and a half hours of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So, I mean, when I, when I look at the guys whose information I gather, it's, you know, it's Maryland and New York and Maine and Ohio and Indiana and Iowa and Michigan. And I mean, guys are coming from all over to come to that show and, and, and see what's there, you know? So it's neat for me to be there and, and meet so many different people, but you know, that, that's a show for me personally. I've got to, I've got to weigh my, my time at home and my time on the road and kind of figure out if that show's worth a continued meeting. Yeah. That's uh, like you said, you can see because of the sheer quantity of people around why they are, you, you couldn't fit everybody in on one weekend, like a, like a Dallas Safari Club show or a Grand Rapids show. But like you said, that is a lot of time in a hotel. 
Oh yeah, man. No, I mean, it's, it's excruciating being there for that long and it's nice. You know, it's just tough because being out West, I understand the draw. I mean, I apply in Arizona and New Mexico and Colorado and Utah and, and I apply in Wyoming and, and Idaho and Washington and Oregon. I mean, I chase points all over the place. Being of that mindset, I understand it. But to go back east and explain to these guys that come up to your booth and they see all the pictures of the giant elk, as soon as you say draw, they just shut off. I mean, they just, they're like, well, we want to go this fall. And they just don't understand how important it is to play the game. Well, are they able, using that as an example, is there private ranch hunts or do they still have to be drawn in that department, in that unit to then do a private ranch? Well, I mean, there's always private ranch hunts, but I'll sell a handful of private land stuff in, in Harrisburg and in Grand Rapids every year. But, you know, the, the, the thing with private land is, you know, like the ranches that we lease in New Mexico through trying to manage what we have available to us and just through making sure our landowners are getting fair compensation for the elk, it's become, you know, it's an expensive proposition to hunt private property. I mean, most of my private ranch hunts on, you know, the cheaper end start around 85 or 9,000 and go up to 11.5, you know, so I mean, there's nothing cheap about hunting elk in New Mexico on guaranteed tags. But, you know, supply and demand, so to speak, and to trophy, wanting a trophy elk in the United States knows your two options are New Mexico or Arizona. For sure. I mean, and, you know, the, the thing, Arizona is great, but it takes a lot of years to accumulate the points it requires to draw. Same with Colorado. You know, I mean, it takes years and years and you might never catch the point creep in Colorado. You know, Wyoming's getting way up there on points as well. You know, I, New Mexico, it comes back to the level playing field. I mean, right. it's every year. Are you going or not? Maybe, probably not, but you got to try. You know, your draw odds are somewhere on average between 6 and 8% on the really, really good units. And then, you know, your your odds of drawing are somewhere between 6 and 12% if you expand into archery, muzzleloader, or rifle within the best four or five units in the state. Wow, so you're still so, looking you know, for a $13 application fee, you're crazy not to try. Great. So we've got a uh, we got March cutoff for putting in for the draw in New Mexico, and then you'll know fairly quickly if somebody that you helped out with the draw is is picked, correct? Yeah, that's correct. You know, the way the way we try to work it in our office is we like to have most all the applications contracts done and in our files by March 15th. And then we'll apply everyone between March 15th and March 22nd. And the reason we wait so long is because the state of New Mexico is an upfront license fee state. So what that means is at the time of application, the state's going to take your license fee as well as a $13 application fee from you at the time of application. So we'll wait until after February 15th, we will apply you for the hunt. And then on April 26th, the draw results will post. And then usually by about May 5th or 10th, you've got all your money back less the ha- the, the application fee. Or you're planning a trip to come out to take whatever you got drawn for. Yeah, hopefully that's the deal. But, you know, like as a good example, if I was good, let's say I had your contract in my hand and we were going to take care of you and it was the 15th of February, I would begin to put you into the state system because you're certified mobility impaired by the state of New Mexico, your mobility impaired number would be on your customer identification account. So I would log into your account. I would apply you for three premium hunts. Now, the license fee for the the quality high demand hunts in New Mexico is like $787. So 
the state is going to take that $787 from you when I apply you, as well as a $13 application fee. And then you'll get all that money back, you know, sometime in early May if you're unsuccessful in the draw. So basically, I'm going to pay to reserve my spot in the drawing. And then if I'm not successful, I get everything less the $13 fee back. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same for all the species. So, you know, it's an expensive proposition if you start to look at, you know, let's just say I was going to apply you for elk at, let's just say, 800 Gimsbuck at 1600 Ibex at 1600 quality mule deer at 355 and you know, bighorn sheep at 3,100. You know, it, it's a lot of money you put on the line each year you apply in states like New Mexico that are upfront license fees, but you get it all back. Yeah, they just want to make sure you're, you've got skin in the game and aren't just monkeying up the draw system. Right. I, I think my personal opinion on some of that is in years past, I think it was a lot easier to put, you know, your kids, your wife, you know, your buddies at work and everybody in the else into the draws, which kind of stuffed up the, the apple applications, you know, when it was just a $6 upfront fee and then you paid when you drew. And then all these people at the end game decided once they drew, they weren't going to pay or they didn't want to have the license fees or whatever else. And then it just creates a lot more work for the state. So I think they just trimmed it back and said, you know what, we're going to take the money up front. If you want to go, you're going. And that's pretty much the way it works in New Mexico is once you draw the tag, there's no giving it back. That's a good way. Again, you have the skin in the game then. And I, I applaud them. I understand that completely. Now, I'll tell anybody that's listening to head over to compasswestoutfitters.com. There's a tab on there that will absolutely, if, if you're not excited about elk hunting or mule deer hunting or, or any of the other stuff that Chris offers, click on the tab called Trophy Room 2015. Start scrolling through those pictures. You're going to see some elk in there that are just bruisers. And he's got multiple years as you scroll to the bottom, all the way back to 2006 that are Trophy Room out there. Just amazing pictures. You know, if you've never thought about going to New Mexico for elk hunting, give Chris a call because these animals are just stunningly beautiful and, and like I said some of them are just absolute bruisers New Mexico has an awesome opportunity at trophy bulls on any given day for sure well great and now Chris tell everybody what's the best way to get in touch with you you know I mean the easiest way to get in touch with us is through the information tab um, information request on the website you can also email us at info at compasswestoutfitters.com or you know we're I always tell people that the easiest way to for us to be able to help you achieve your dreams and big game hunting is to chat on the phone so we can see what your goals and hopes are and you know the best way to do that is just give us a call at 505-801-7500 and that's my main office number and you know my wife and I are here pretty much seven days a week and and getting to to try and do what we can do to help you well and for everybody listening I'm also going to have a link to all this information in the show notes but I encourage you to head out check out Chris's website he and his wife are running a just phenomenal operation again I've seen the trophies they've run out of there and I've seen who they've done some hunting with some people that we both know together and it's just amazing animals so Chris I can't tell you enough I appreciate the time that you've given forward to uh, seeing what we can't do for a mobility elk hunt seeing as I can possibly get drawn in some of these prime areas that I think that's amazing yeah for sure man New Mexico is one of the you got to apply I apply, apply, state. Awesome. All right. We're going to talk later on this. I'll send you an email. And uh, again, I appreciate your time. Chris, you have a wonderful day. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you.
Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed, and hear those turkeys gobble. It's ringing in my head. The winter rides bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake. Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we Year's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here. We command the outdoors.